0: Hello and welcome to the Indian Dream Podcast and we are back with episode 2 of our Quick Takes segment. This is where we evaluate market trends, relevant news and talk about the resulting business opportunities all within 15 minutes. Today, we're going to be talking about the ban on single-use plastic that went into effect on 1st of July 2022. We specifically talk about the opportunities in this segment and we look at the plastic straws and plastic bag segment in particular to talk about the investments that are happening in their alternatives. Today's episode is brought to you by PushOWL. PushOWL is a web push marketing app built for e commerce businesses. Trusted by more than 25,000 brands across the globe, PushOWL lets you turn one time store visitors into subscribers, send highly visible web push notifications, and increase your customer retention. Check them out at pushowl.com. That's P U S H O W L.com. With that, let's jump into the episode and talk about the ban on single use plastics. First of all, Siddharth, so what are single-use
1: plastics, what are the kind of items maybe that have been banned? Do you have an idea?
0: Yeah, so I think this came back in 2017-18. I remember I was working with a lot of plastic manufacturers and, and uh, Prime Minister Modi had come on for a speech on August 15th and just said, hey, we're going to be phasing out single-use plastics. And I remember sitting in front of a lot of these plastic manufacturers who were up in arms about what do you mean? Which is going to ban the single-use plastic? And that's when I understood what 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 he meant and what you know these companies were manufacturing. Basically, most of the plastic in India now um, is recycled. It's sixty to sixty to seventy percent of the plastic in India is recycled. Exactly. But the rest 30%, the straws, the bags, the polythene bags and stuff like that is actually not recycled. So they land up in, you know, landfills and basically pollute the soil, pollute a different, you know, pollute pollute water, pollute oceans, all of that. Um, and globally, I think there's a move to move away from single-use plastic. Uh, India technically is slightly late if you think about it, you know, compared to the Western countries. And uh, things like straws, things like bags, things like uh wrappers you know certain you know chocolate wrappers and candy wrappers uh ice cream steaks earbuds the sticks in the earbuds these are all single use and the government wants to get rid of them
1: yeah and so this was basically uh implemented as per the um regulations that are coming from the ministry of environment forest and climate change uh These are part of the plastic waste management amendment rules that uh, came up in 2022, right? Um, It's part of that. And it's also part of what is called the plastic waste management rules from 2016. So both of these together, so extended producer responsibility, which we have spoken a lot about in the recycling episode, you can go listen to it there. But basically what that says, uh, which it's the short form is EPR. What that says is that anybody who's producing plastic has a responsibility of getting that plastic recycled. And uh, on the other hand, the pla- plastic waste management rules of 2016, what they have identified, they've identified a list of around 19 items, some of which Siddharth mentioned, and those items from effective from uh, July 1st, they are banned. One thing I'm, I have to say, while I like the idea of this rule, the problem is that it doesn't give people enough time to really ramp up and change with the times to Uh, change the materials that are being used, right? Um, We'll talk about that a little bit at the end. Uh, While Modi did talk about it in 2016, I believe it was 2017, uh, but the, the real change happened about six months ago and it's only in six months that they're implementing it. But we'll talk about that at the end. On top of the various items that were banned, there's also something that's happening with plastic bags. So earlier they were going to ban all plastic bags that are less than 75 microns, but thankfully the government said like, okay, we'll do that later on. Uh, but what's basically going to happen is that in a couple of years, uh, everything less than 75 microns is going to be banned. And the thickness of plastic caddy bags has to be from 75 to 120. All right, So that's going to, that's going to go into effect from December 31st, 2022 as well. Um, and there's already a blanket ban on the plastic that is used for good car packets, tobacco packets, and all of that stuff. The one funny thing is the one thing that was not banned, and a lot of these plastics manufacturers are saying that this is bias. Yeah, bias, hypocrisy by the government. All these FMCG packaging, uh, like for chips and all that stuff, that is not getting banned. But when I look at the roads, when I look at the oceans, that is mainly what I see when I'm when I think about single use plastic, right?
0: That's the advantage of that's the advantage of lobbying, man. Um
1: But but Palais, Coke and all of these guys, they tried to lobby to get straws unbanned, but that didn't work. Yeah, but I guess that's true. the FMCG packaging is just such a big industry, you can't just ban it immediately.
0: Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so what so straws is actually interesting. Yeah. So yeah. straws is actually interesting, right? Because uh, these plastic straws, um, and you might think that, you know, it, it only impacts the the life counters of juices and stuff like that, that were you giving straws but the huge industry that gets impacted is this mini tetra pack you know small uh you know cardboard boxes of juices and buttermilks and whatnot um and a lot of the fmcg industry actually depends on it amul has a huge uh, say in this pepsi Parle, all of these have products that grow thousands of crores just in that segment and when you take the straw out of it it practically is unusable, right? Like, how else do you how else do you use that product? Um, and in a country where pricing matters, that ten rupee packet is actually very, very important to their top line, bottom line, whatever you call it. Um, and and getting rid of the straws there was a big pain point for these people.
1: But it's not just the big companies, right? It's also the eighty eight thousand MSMEs across India that are um, employing a million people, where their main job is producing single use plastic i mean i again i think this is a terrible industry it should be phased out but you can't just ban uh, an entire industry that is employing so many people just at the drop of a hat right um, that's my main problem uh,
0: yeah i we saw the same thing with toys to be honest right the bis certification where they said overnight you know in 6 months you need that bis certification and the msme industry is still sort of you know pushing back on it and and it's very hard to get the certification for a lot of these smaller units but we've seen the plus side of it we've discussed it in the last week take. we've seen the plus side of you know impact in exports and stuff like that uh so it's always in that transition period i think there are a lot of people that get affected and impacted but hopefully in the in the larger scheme of thinking in 10 years 20 years this decision will actually uh, make a lot more sense
1: i mean yeah there'll be a lot of pain right now but 10 years down the line but i'm not sure how many people can see that horizon but uh, right now a lot of people are going to get affected but
0: anyways going back to straws what are the alternatives for straws? So paper straws uh, are technically the alternative. And I read an interesting article in Business Standard about Uflex. So Uflex is one of the largest companies when it comes to uh, films, like the, the plastic films that are coated on top of a lot of these FMCG products. They make uh, the alternative to Tetra packs, which is where you get the smaller juices and everything. So Uflex basically was in the news recently saying that, hey, we're going to be setting up the first plant to manufacture paper straws in india so india consumes about six billion paper straws uh, or six billion plastic straws in a in a year and that needs to be phased out and you know it needs to be paper straws and i was talking to a friend of mine who actually is in this industry uh, who manufactures juices that go that go into this tetra pack and i told him hey did you know that uflex is the first company and they, he works with uflex uh, did you know uflex was the first company that is setting up this this you know paper uh, straw plant and he said they're definitely not the first company whatever the news says there are thousands of companies in India already making paper straws so that made me sort of go deeper into why did the news article say so and and what it means and what I realized is the paper straws in India that are being made in India are you know they're just straws for the sake of it Uh, they don't really work in the sense that as soon as you put them in any liquid uh, they go limp and they're Unusable at that point in time. So, what Uflex is doing has they have licensed technologies from this company called Tembo Paper from Netherlands, and they're investing hundred crores to set up the first plant that can actually make good quality paper straws. Uh, what goes into paper straws? Obviously, paper and good food grade adhesives. Right uh, now, both these things, uh, funnily. Is being exp- imported into India. Both the food grade adhesives and the paper straws, or the paper that's you know that's used to make the straw, both of them are being imported. Uh, paper is being imported from Europe, Korea, Indonesia, Japan, a lot of these places, which basically Hello. is a huge opportunity within India.
1: Also, all the biodegradable thermocall that's coming up, even all of that stuff is being imported. So what this is going to lead to with this ban is going to lead to a significant import of a lot of goods and probably an increase in price of products that are usually very cheap. Um, This is what it might lead to. Uh, But You know why they
0: were... why why the the entire industry was up in arms about the plastic straw ban obviously apart from the fact that they would like to be on plastic straws because that's the status quo the other thing is all the paper straws good quality paper straws in india currently are being imported and no no points for guessing that they are being imported from china china was going through a lot of supply chain issues so a lot of these companies actually could not manufacture product not because they didn't have the raw materials in terms of juices and you know the tetra packs and stuff like that just because they didn't have the straws um, which is which is why which is why they were they were up in arms about not doing this. Yeah, uh, what Uflex is saying is by September we'll be producing about 100 million paper straws a month, and most of the demand for paper straws comes in this period from February to June, the summers. Right. Um, post that, it's it's sort of uh, muted demand, and they're going to be ready. They're going to scale up significantly by the next season, which is you know by January. Uh, they'll be up in up to about a few hundred million uh, paper straws a month. Uh, so this is an exciting industry that's coming up. I know it's a capital-intensive industry. I did not realize that hundred crores need to be invested to make paper straws. Uh, but this is what this company Uflex is doing. And Uflex is just thirty percent of the Tetra Pak industry. Why did Uflex get into it? Because their Tetra packs, or you know, Tetra Pak is another company, but it's it's a verb now. Uh, those Tetra Packs that Uflex sells. Uh, are integrated with the straws. Without the straws, people probably will stop buying the Tetra Bags and hence they had to set up uh, this industry.
1: I was just speaking to another plastics manufacturer a couple of days ago and this guy, he used to do a lot of plastic uh, recycling and stuff like that. And in the last couple of years, he said that the amount of interest that he has gotten from private equity and venture capital people is just absolutely insane. And he gave me this one interesting statistic, which is directly related to what we're discussing right now, so EPR, which is the extended producer responsibility, um, it requires all the producers to recycle a certain percentage, right? So 25, 30, 40 percent. Now the thing is that the current capacity uh, for uh, recycling in India is barely like I think he mentioned 50 metric tons or 100 metric tons. Don't quote me on these numbers, but he said that next year, when the EPR really kicks in, um, the demand is going to be 500 metric tons. So can you see that huge gap between what the supply is and what the demand is? Um, And that's why so much money is flowing into this. And that's why a lot of the people who have been doing plastic recycling, making the granules from that are going to see a lot of probably money invested so that they can make these projects. Oh, also to build the factory takes two years. (laughs) So even if they invest now, it's only going to come online two years from now. So from what I have heard from plastic people, there's going to be a big gap in the demand and supply for these recycled granules so that's going to be interesting, interesting for a couple of years to see how it plays out sorry they, i just want to make a point here the indian government makes all of these rules and they don't really check the feasibility of how is it actually going to get implemented and even like a year before it gets implemented like you check right Ha, capacity hai, nahi hai. okay let's invest or let's like let's force some people to do it but like it's just i they have great ideas but the implementation man
0: so there's this thing. Um, a lot of Indores do it. I think it's a it's an indoor thing where there's this term called "samajte," which is basically uh, when somebody asks someone about a difficult question about "Hey, have you thought about this? Have you figured this out?" And generally, the way an Indori will reply is "samajte," like you know, we'll figure it out when we come there, when we get there. And I think that's how the Indian government operates in some of these uh, laws that come out is "karke dekhte, then samajte, kya hoga? Yeah. Um, better, yeah. Just exactly. And uh, just one more interesting fact um, about the impact on other industries because of the plastic ban. So we spoke about plastic bags being banned Um, because of that, the cotton and the jute bag industry in India is seeing a huge revival. So the jute mills in India for the longest time were just, you know, there was, it was a stagnant industry, probably, you know, dying. It was not being used at too many places. Um, the, The previous jute, you know, these big bags were being replaced by some sort of the the boris, the cement boris and and all of those were replaced by plastic, right? So it's sort of coming back uh, in in terms of these jute bag manufacturers and cotton bag manufacturers are seeing a huge demand, not just from domestic players, but also from the export industry, right? So I have a few numbers that, that again, I read in a business standard article that I'm going to link. Uh, the exports for these jude bags went from 320 crores to 800, 820 crores in the last five years. Uh, from a unit perspective, it's gone from 47 million units to 104 million units and it's going to keep increasing significantly as we tap into the demand from Europe, demand from you know a lot of these retailers. Tesco is asking for it. A lot of these retailers across Uh, across the country, across the world are actually asking for it. But from a feasibility of exports, I think Europe, Middle East, Southeast Asia, a lot of these countries are now going to be importing jute bags from India. Um, So anything in the eco-friendly packaging industry, I think this is a great time to be in that space. Um, And a lot of innovation still needs to happen. As you said, uh, the reason why chips and other FMCG bags haven't moved on to eco-friendly packaging is not because their eco-friendly packaging does not exist. It, it's because economically, it's not viable. The unit economics just don't make sense, right? Uh, where In a country where Lays finds it hard to increase the price of a chips packet from 15 to 20 and has to resort to shrink, shrinkflation, which is basically reducing the quantity within the bag rather than, reducing the, rather than increasing the price... Um, in a country which is so price sensitive, if you add a eco-friendly packaging that is, you know, that adds up two three rupees extra to the entire cost of the product, it's going to significantly impact their demand. So, it, which is why it's a it's a tricky space. The the FMCG plastics is a tricky space, but I, I'm sure there is innovation happening in the eco-friendly packaging.
1: I'm just imagining eating Lay's from a jute bag. Just imagine, But, you know, the funny thing is also most of jute in India comes from West Bengal. And I remember hearing about this story once that during partition, um, Bangladesh had all the jute plant manufacturing areas while all the processing plants were in West Bengal. And so for a time, uh, there was this big mismatch. Um, at that time, it was Pakistan. And at that time, it was East Pakistan. So there was this big mismatch of the growing areas and the processing plants. Uh, but now West Bengal is... West Bengal, Bengal is
0: by far the largest jute manufacturing area
1: in the entire world.
0: Okay, uh, with that, let's close it out. Uh, single-use plastic in India is getting banned and a lot of new opportunities are opening up. Uh, tell us on the comments or reach out to us if you are in this space, if you have interesting products in this space, we'd love to talk about it on the podcast um, and, and you know share it with our audience. All right, with that, thank you so much. See you next time. If you haven't reviewed us on the platform that you're listening listening this on, please do so.